Hello, this is Cherry Agarwal from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, July 9th, and it seems that the Congress and Janata Dal Secular's coalition government in Karnataka has gotten a little breather after a spate of resignations threatened its majority in the house. Earlier today, Karnataka Assembly Speaker K.R. Ramesh Kumar stated that eight of the 13 resignations were, quote-unquote, not in order. The Speaker has now written a letter to Karnataka Governor Vajubhai Wala stating that none of the rebel MLAs had met him and that he has asked them to meet him on July 12th and July 13th. The Speaker also said that the Governor had expressed confidence in his abilities to uphold constitutional norms. According to Scroll.in, Kumar also said that legislators who want to quit would have to personally hand over their resignations. He added, quote, If everything can be done through postal correspondence, I am not required at all. Unquote. Kumar has also said that there is one petition pertaining to disqualifications that was pending and he would act on it soon. As for independent MLAs H. Nagesh and R. Shankar, the Speaker said that if the two independent MLAs want to support the BJP, it is their decision. With the support of two independents, the Bharti Janta Party will have 107 MLAs in the 224-member House. The Congress and Janta Dal Secular Coalition Government has 116 MLAs. Meanwhile, Congress leader and former Chief Minister Siddharamaya has said that the party had urged the Speaker to disqualify the 14 MLAs under the anti-defection law for six years. Siddharamaya warned 10 of the rebel Congress MLAs to come back or face consequences. He also claimed that their resignations had not been voluntary or genuine. Siddharamaya added, quote, Ever since the coalition government took over in the state, the BJP is trying to destabilize it. This is their sixth attempt. Unquote. However, the BJP has once again rejected the claims that it was involved in manipulating the situation. The party also claimed that the legislators did not violate the anti-defection law. BJP leader S. Suresh Kumar said the law was not broken since the MLAs resigned from the assembly and not their parties. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath has set a target of $1 trillion economy for the state. Adityanath's statement comes days after Prime Minister Narendra Modi said that his government was working towards making India a $5 trillion economy. Adityanath said the Prime Minister's goal also applied to the state, district administrations and institutions. He said... Uttar Pradesh's $1 trillion economy goal was significant to achieve the national target as every fifth citizen of the country lives in the state as per population figures. However, Adityanath did not specify a time period in which the state hopes to achieve this set target. Nevertheless, he said, the country would have to be ready to reach more milestones by 2022, which would mark 75 years of independence. Uttar Pradesh is said to have elections in 2022. The Chief Minister made the statement while inaugurating the 26th Annual Workshop of Agriculture Scientists at Acharya Narendra Dev Agriculture University in Ayodhya. At the event, the UPCM also said that his government was working to promote agriculture export. He said the rice variety, Kala Namak, which is mainly grown in the state, could be ideal for export if promoted properly. The Chief Minister also claimed that the government was working on a quote-unquote Nassal Sudhar initiative. According to the Chief Minister, this would help in solving the stray animal problem and at the same time help in increasing milk production. 
Chief Secretary Anup Chandra Pandey said that as of last year, the gross domestic product of the state was nearly 14.5 lakh crore rupees. The Delhi High Court refused permission to Jet Airways founder Naresh Goel to fly abroad. The court was hearing Goel's plea, which challenged the lookout circular issued by the Serious Fraud Investigation Office. The circular was issued on the grounds that no case was filed against Goel when he was deported from a Dubai-bound flight on May 25th. The Serious Fraud Investigation Office, which comes under the Ministry of Corporate Affairs, has now summoned Goel to appear before it on July 10th. The ministry had issued the circular against Goel after an investigation had found large-scale irregularities at Jet Airways. Meanwhile, the court has also issued a notice to the centre based on Goel's plea. Justice Suresh Kert has told Goel that he must deposit 18,000 crore rupees with the court if he wishes to fly abroad. Goel and his wife had resigned from Jet Airways in March, but the airline suspended operations in April following a massive debt. Naresh Goel was the airline's chairperson and was also on the board when he resigned. Anita Goel was also on the Jet Airways board. The Ministry of Corporate Affairs has ordered an investigation into the debt-ridden airline and several sister firms. A Delhi High Court judge, Vibhu Bhakru, had on July 5th recused himself from hearing the case but did not explain why he did so. Iran has started enriching uranium to a purity level beyond the limit it had agreed to in 2015. The breach of pact first announced by Tehran was confirmed by the International Atomic Energy Agency on Monday. A spokesperson for the agency said that inspectors had on Monday verified that Iran was enriching uranium above the 3.67% purity limit. The International Atomic Energy Agency had told its member nations that Iran had acknowledged enriching uranium to about 4.5% purity. The agency monitors Iran's adherence to the 2015 deal. On Monday, Atomic Energy Organization of Iran's spokesperson had confirmed the purity level to Associated Press. He also told State TV that Iran might consider going to 20% enrichment or more. Uranium with 3-5% purity is typically used in nuclear reactors. Weapons-grade uranium has over 80% purity. But this is not difficult to attain once the 20% level is reached. Iran President Hassan Rouhani had said on July 3rd that Tehran was set to exceed the uranium enrichment limit. On Sunday, US President Donald Trump had warned Iran against the move. Last week, Iran had announced that it had crossed the 300 kg limit of uranium stockpile set by the deal. The other signatories of the nuclear deal are struggling to keep the deal afloat after US President Donald Trump walked out of it last year and imposed crippling sanctions on the country again. Hong Kong leader Kerry Lam has said that the extradition bill that triggered mass protests in the region is quote-unquote dead. However, according to the BBC, protesters have dismissed her comments and are threatening to carry on with the demonstrations. Lam told reporters that the administration's work on introducing the bill had been a total failure. But there were lingering doubts about the government's sincerity or worries whether the government will restart the process in the Legislative Council. She added, quote, So I reiterate here, there's no such plan. The bill is dead. Unquote. However, she failed to appease demonstrators who expected her to say that the bill had been withdrawn completely. Democracy activist Joshua Wong tweeted, quote, 
What Kerry Lam is saying is another ridiculous lie to the people of Hong Kong and foreign media because the bill still exists in the legislative program until July next year. Unquote. Wong said that Lam needs to make it clear that the bill would not be reinitiated. As for the protesters, they are continuing to demand Lam's resignation. So are Lam's assurances having an impact on the protesters? News agency AFP quoted analyst Dixon Singh as saying, quote, Trust in the government has sunk to such a record level that if there's not a clarity on fulfilment of key demands, the majority of the Hong Kong public will still be very sceptical of the government's sincerity, unquote. According to reports, protesters are continuing to demand Lam's resignation. On July 1st, anti-government protesters had stormed the Legislative Council building and painted the walls of the main debating chamber with graffiti. The following day, Hong Kong police retook control of parliament after firing tear gas shell at the demonstrators. I will leave you with a kick-ass recommendation from newslaundry.com. This report was done by Meghnad, who was attending Pratap Bhanu Mehta's lecture on the end of liberalism. The report simplifies Mehta's lecture and unpacks the five challenges that liberalism is facing in India and around the world. Do read Meghnad's report and while you're at it, do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com. You can do this by going to www.newslaundry.com and choose from any of our subscription packs. We do not take any ads and we depend on your support. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. News Laundry.